Like you, I've opened many packages delivered from Amazon. While I often wonder why they use as much packing as they do, I never fail to get excited about what's inside those boxes. A few days ago, I found some Amazon boxes sitting at our door. This time, the feeling wasn't just the excitement about getting a new book or some ink cartridges or supplies for the cats. This box contained records. I hadn't experienced that feeling in about 30 years. Then I would rush home with a bag from Sam's, Music World, A&A's, or Cheapies containing records. New experiences to listen to in the little refuge of my bedroom, carefully removing the record, feeling the laminate across the front, amazed by the artwork, by the smell of the record. Over the years, despite amassing a collection numbering in the thousands, that feeling of opening a package and taking out a newly purchased long play vinyl never went away. That was music pressed on two sides, music that was meant for you to listen to in its entirety, an album. It was around 30 years ago that I stopped buying records, that records stopped being pressed, in fact, and I ultimately converted to digital music. In recent years, vinyl records have become all the rage again, at least with a certain crowd. More and more titles are available as new or reissues, but the biggest difference between the time when I bought records regularly and now is the price. We used to pay generally under 10 bucks for a good LP. On sale, they were often priced around $7.99, $6.99, and sometimes even cheaper for deleted stock or overruns. Now, they're priced way higher, starting at around 25 bucks, with many that I browse priced in the high $30 range. Amazon was the best option for buying. The world of record stores no longer exists as it did, where you could find Sam's, Cheapies, A&A's, Music World, or HMV all clustered. At that time, if you had to go downtown to get your music, the time and expense was worth it. Going to a mall would yield at least two record stores, at least one department store like the Bay that usually sold records, all with free parking. Today, the time and expense of getting to that one rare breed of record store is difficult to justify. Amazon didn't require subway fare, parking, or time to get there and back. And the prices were often, though not always, cheaper online. Music on vinyl was a fun experience, but mainly because we didn't have other options available to us. Unless you like date tracks or cassettes, and I'm not even going there in this podcast, the one area where records haven't changed is size. Size yielded artwork, which is back. Many were gatefold sleeves, meaning they opened like a book, meaning there was a lot more to look at and read while you were listening. They were filled with pictures, lyrics, liner notes, and occasionally a poster. Seeing all this again is very cool. The other thing records often had was static and warpage. What many today listen to and consider rich and acoustic is actually dust popping as it runs by the needle. For anyone with a musical ear, this was just plain annoying. Records were also very susceptible to warping and skipping, a problem I suspect hasn't gone away. So paying the equivalent price as a tank of gas in this respect is a bit hard to swallow. It blew my mind when I first heard a CD. I couldn't believe the clarity. 
everything intended in the studio was captured and could be heard on a CD. I didn't like the fact that everything was so small, but that's part of adaptation. The good and bad about CDs was the fact that you could scan directly to songs you wanted to hear without manually lifting the needle. It also changed how the storyline unfolded, from side one to side two, but that too yielded the need to adapt. The record was also the primary vehicle when a band went on tour. The tour was used to promote the sales of the record, which then balanced in terms of far lower ticket prices for concerts at that time. The same held more or less true for CDs. Today's big change is digital. Now we have streaming, where songs are more important than albums. I love the fact that I can get anything I want by asking for it into the system of my car or at home. It can be free or it can include a monthly fee. I can even request multiple versions, ranging from originals to remasters. But this ultimately has steered the demise of the album as a concept, as a product, as a touring vehicle, and as a medium of artwork. And the demise of the album has come to redefine what it means to be a working band, even a successful band. The digital world is more easily integrated into complementary platforms such as video streaming, television, and online retail. How music is made and why and how it's listened to are part of a very different reality today. Yet, it wasn't just a feeling of nostalgia when I opened the package of records from Amazon. It was about that fun little journey you could take by sitting back and listening to an album song by song, going through images and sometimes textures and the artwork. It was the excitement that a very cool experience would start as soon as the shrink wrap came off the record. I've moved on, and now I prefer today's digital world in many ways. These records were purchased for a teenage niece of mine. She's one of that certain crowd of people who want the vinyl experience. And today she has listening options and different formats available to her, unlike us. She wants at least part of that unique experience only a record can provide. I guess my feeling of excitement was knowing that someone new was soon going to experience all of that. Meanwhile, this old guy will happily remain in the constantly evolving, currently, digital world until the next new thing comes around. And I'll briefly enjoy revisiting the record experience vicariously by doing the shopping for her. Visit stephenchristiansen.ca for more podcasts. You can also find this program on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. I'm Stephen Christensen. Thanks for listening.